Hi, and welcome to the Happily Ever After Again podcast. Join author and relationship coach Cherylee Swady as she explores marriage transformation for struggling couples. Forgiveness, healing, connection, love restored and renewed. Our history does not have to define us. In today's episode, we will explore the importance of trust in relationships and one practical strategy for trusting your spouse when your history makes it hard. Join us for Season 1, Episode 2. Hi, and welcome to the Happily Ever After Again podcast. I'm your host, Shirley Sweetie. Today, I want to talk about trust in relationships. Mistrust is one of the biggest obstacles to healing from the past and enjoying the present. For many struggling couples, the core issues are trust-related. Today, I'm going to share one strategy to deal with lack of trust. But first, let's think about what trust means to us as humans. Trust is related to everything that we do. When we go to work in the morning, we trust our vehicles to get us there safely. We trust the other drivers to stop at stop signs and not hit us. We eat dinner and we trust that the grocery stores haven't poisoned our food. And we trust our bosses to pay us after we give our time, all week. Without basic trust, we wouldn't be able to function in our world. When we have mistrust about anything, whether it's politics or church, or our school system, our friends, or, or even our spouse, we exhibit certain signs. Without trust, we feel insecure, fearful, anxiety. We don't know what's going to happen. We can't relax. We will withdraw. We will try to protect ourselves. When we don't have trust, we find it hard to feel close to anybody. Trust is a barrier to communication. Without that security, we feel like we have to monitor our words. Our body language is more closed. Lack of trust is the biggest barrier to having a relationship with someone else. But what does it feel like when we do trust? Well, think of spending time with someone where you can be 100% yourself. You have a feeling of freedom. You aren't on edge. You can grow and be open. Like a child who has no worries, you can even feel free to play and be silly with someone you fully trust. A baby is born with this ability to trust and then loses it when she runs into someone who betrays that trust. Mistrust, as we said, is the biggest problem for couples who are trying to find their happily ever after again. After you've been hurt, whether by a current spouse or in a previous relationship, you just can't seem to get close. You take on a defensive stand, like you're in a battle. Letting go of that vigilance is not easy and takes work and deliberation, but it's necessary to achieve intimacy. According to the book, I Love You, But I Don't Trust You, The Complete Guide to Restoring Trust in Your Relationships by Mira Kersenbaum, which I will link to in the show notes, 40-70% to of couples have significant problems with trust. At least 90% of couples have a crisis of trust in their relationship at one time or another. Let's take a quick break now for the sponsor of the show. Today's show is sponsored by my book, Happily Ever After Again, Hope, Healing, and Love for Second Marriages. This book is available on Amazon in Kindle, paperback, or audiobook form. Go to Amazon to pick up your copy today. So today I want to look at four sources of mistrust. The first reason that people have trouble trusting is they have something in their childhood which caused them to stop trusting early on. It could be some kind of trauma, something they saw or experienced that jarred them so they didn't feel safe around significant people in their life. Examples are experience or 
experiencing or seeing abuse, having a parent commit adultery, being abandoned by a parent. If they've never really dealt with those childhood events, the emotions may manifest in a lack of trust. The second reason that people have lack of trust in relationships is because of past romantic events. It could be a divorce, it could be an abandonment, maybe they were cheated on. And all of these things make it hard to trust in the next relationship. The third category of lack of trust is something that happened in their partner's past. Maybe they know their, par- their partner is divorced, or even that their partner had cheated at one time, and that makes it difficult to put full trust in their partner. The last reason that people don't trust their partner is because of things that have happened in their current relationship, and they still haven't overcome. Now I'm going to share my story of lack of trust. I want to share what happened and what helped me to overcome this issue in my life. and I had both been previously married. My marriage had been over 10 years before and his over five years previously. Post-divorce, we'd also dated other people and those relationships hadn't worked out either. So we came in with a fair amount of baggage. Both of us had trouble trusting each other once we were married. But today I'm going to focus more on my story. My last relationship had been with someone who was very dishonest. He had stolen several thousand dollars from me and my family before just disappearing into the night. I found out later he had done this to many women over the years. My sister called him my con artist because not only was he financially deceptive, he'd done the same thing, like I said, to dozens of women over the years. In fact, after leaving me, he went back to someone else who had been waiting for him for two years. So it was absolutely bizarre. After he left, bits and pieces of the truth slowly unraveled, but I was so convinced that I could trust him, that I refused to believe it, and I believed instead the persona that he'd created for me. When the truth finally hit me, it was just devastating. And I actually had PTSD symptoms, racing thoughts. I was very jittery and on edge much of the time. I didn't meet my husband until about 15 months later. And because it had been over a year, I believed that I was mostly healed. But after the wedding, trust became really difficult. I couldn't help but see in this new man, my husband, the image of this other man I'd been involved with previously. I just kept seeing signs of potential deception everywhere I looked, even though my husband, my current husband, was not a liar, a thief, and a cheat. This mistrust that was deep inside of me manifested itself in jealousy. I secretly wondered if he was in love with almost every woman that he talked to. And, and my husband, it didn't help that he's a, he's a very outgoing and fun person and people are just naturally drawn to him. And I'm not saying it was all me. There was areas where he needed to learn better boundaries and he'd been alone. And But he wasn't cheating or lying. The cheating and lying were behaviors that I subconsciously expected because of my last relationship. And this constant insecurity, like I said, just caused a lot of problems in our marriage. He wanted to just get away from me. And he felt very on edge. And soon we started to have big arguments over this issue. So how did I let go of this insecurity, start to trust my husband? Well, as I shared last week, we had professional counseling for two years, which was excellent. That really helped me heal. Um, I also did some journaling and I prayed about it. And besides that, I 
did a simple strategy that helped me overcome this jealous and insecure behavior. At the time, I wouldn't have called it a strategy. It was just something I tried and it seemed to work. But looking on it, it really was a strategy and it really seemed to help. Just a caveat though here, this is a strategy for someone that's trying to trust and if someone is in a relationship where there's adultery, abuse, that's not a time where you're trying to build trust, but you're, you should be looking more at trying to protect yourself and at your own well-being and sometimes the well-being of the children. So this is for relationships where trust is warranted, but it just can't be given because of something in the past. Before we get to the strategy, we'll have a segment called Marriage Media, where I review something I've been reading, viewing, or listening to in regards to marriage. Here's the segment. Marriage Media. Marriage Media. Today I wanted to review a recent episode of the television show Victoria. It's available on Amazon Prime, Masterpiece Theatre, and PBS. We talked about this series last week, but this week we'll focus on one particular episode which really relates to our episode about insecurity. This program focuses on the story of Queen Victoria and Prince Albert from the 1800s. It's very well done. The episode we're going to talk today about is called The Green-Eyed Monster. It's the second episode of Season 2. In this segment, Victoria and Albert start feeling distance from each other because of trying to understand their roles within their marriage and within the palace. During this uncertain time of their marriage, they both meet a lovely, very intelligent woman named Lady Lovelace. By the way, she's a real historical figure. And she was a mathematician who had helped program an elaborate machine, which is actually the precursor to the modern computer. She she was just brilliant and very educated, and the prince was very interested in her calculations. The queen started to wonder if maybe he was interested in something else besides her mathematical ability. This insecurity started to drive them apart as Victoria became more and more obsessed with wondering about this woman. At the end, they resolve it with an interesting conversation where Queen Victoria says to Albert, I started to imagine things that weren't there. Such an excellent way of putting that green-eyed monster of jealousy. This episode is very realistic and well done, and shows that even a queen and a king might not be immune to those pangs of jealousy. Of course, we don't know for sure if this happened in real life, the jealousy part, but it very well could have. Okay, so that's Marriage Media. Back to the show. So today, I'm going to share the simple strategy that I used to help me overcome my insecurity with my husband. And this strategy has three steps. I'll go through the steps first, and then we'll go into details on each one. So number one, remind yourself of who your spouse actually is. Number two, make a decision to trust and write it down. And number three, apologize to your spouse. Number one, remind yourself of who your spouse actually is and why you fell in love with him. You obviously fell in love for a reason. Try to focus on qualities that would indicate that he's trustworthy. For example, one of the things that helped me trust Vern was his commitment to his boys. Make a list of 10 things that you really like about your spouse, 10 things that are absolutely amazing, things that you forget sometimes when you're in the middle of a jealous episode or thought. Write them down, 
Put them somewhere where you can be reminded of them on a daily basis. I do have a little package that can help you with this task if you're interested. I will link to that in the show notes. So remind yourself of who your spouse is. Put it somewhere where you can be reminded. And instead of reacting to that person in your past, react to who your spouse actually is. Remind yourself that you married someone different. So let's go on to number two. Number two is make a decision to trust and write it down. Everything in life starts with a decision. It's a commitment. So write down on a piece of paper or in your journal, write down something like this. Today, then the date, whatever it is, I make a decision to trust and put the name of your spouse. That's it. Very simple. But what does that do? It makes it real. You have it on paper. Second of all, it makes it so you're putting a line in the sand to say that this type of behavior is over for you. Does that mean that you'll never relapse? Maybe not. That's okay. You've already made the decision. You get up and you try again. Number three, apologize to your spouse. Go to your spouse and say, I'm sorry I haven't trusted you and I'm making a decision to trust you now. What does this do? Well, when you make that apology to your spouse, you're telling your spouse that you're accountable and that you're trying to change. It doesn't mean that you might never relapse. But what it means is that you are making that decision. You're trying to change. I did this with uh, my husband and he appreciated it. Even though sometimes I would still get into this, I would say to him, if I was getting into these kind of thoughts, I'm sorry, I'm having an insecure moment right now, but I want to trust you. That's something else you can do is just, this is a behavior that you have, you have them at times, but you're separate from it, and it's not something you want in your life. Okay, so let's just go over the three again. Um, Number one, remind yourself of who your spouse actually is. Number two, make a decision to trust and write it down. And number three, apologize to your spouse. Okay, so at the end of every show of Happily Ever After Again, I'm going to share a scripture and a prayer. Today's scripture is Song of Solomon, chapter 8, verse 6. It goes like this. Set me as a seal upon thine heart, as a seal upon thine arm. For love is as strong as death. Jealousy is cruel as the grave. The coals thereof are coals of fire, which hath a most vehement flame. I love the part where it says love is as strong as death. Isn't that powerful? That love is as strong as death. And you notice that when we love someone and then they die, we never stop loving them. So that that love is just as strong as death. It doesn't, death does not overcome love, but we still keep loving even after someone is gone. But the part that relates to this week is jealousy is as, is cruel as the grave. The coals thereof are coals of fire, which hath the most vehement flame. It's talking about jealousy, and that it is so cruel. And isn't that true? When we feel jealous, it's like we're dying inside. It's like the relationship is dying. It's a torture. It's cruel. And it's coals of fire. It's something that can actually destroy our relationship. 
if that jealousy continues. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you so much for your word. I thank you for your beautiful understanding of what we go through as human beings, Lord, our insecurities, our weaknesses, Lord. I just pray for any listener listening that's feeling some kind of negative emotions and insecurity. I just pray you start to work through and show them the truth of what's happening in their lives. Help them to work through those things with your graciousness, Lord. Thank you so much for everyone listening. I pray that you will be with us this week. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks so much for listening. If you'd like to find us online, you can do so at secondmarriage.xyz slash blog, where you will find the latest podcast. Thanks and see you next week.